Ashley. And this is Aaron. Put <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of A Perspective. Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And thank you guys so much for joining us another week. We appreciate it as always. Welcome. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's a little Sunday service for y'all. Hey. All right. Well, <laughs> we are here to bring you guys a man. Yes, Brother Jones. I told y'all. We are here to bring y'all a great new episode. All right, Aaron, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's go ahead and get things started with five questions. Ooh, ooh. All right, so five questions is an opportunity for you all to get to know us a little better. It's also an opportunity for us to get to know each other a little more. We ask five questions and they range from funny to sad to thought provoking, and we try to ask them in interesting, fun ways. So let's get it going i'm excited about this one okay okay so as you all remember the last time we did five questions we did a theme with r&b artists and we named the artist and we had to decide between two of their songs to see which one we preferred this week we're going to keep the ball rolling but we're going to do it a little different or we're going to switch up the theme we're going to go with actors so I'm gonna name an actor. I'm gonna give you two of their movies, and you're gonna decide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which one. okay. I... Yes. <laughs> I'm high. Okay, I had to think about it for a little bit. <laughs> okay. So yes, I'm gonna give you an actor. I'm gonna give you two of their movies. You're gonna decide which one. Which one are you? If you know, if you had to pick, you could only keep one. Which one of their movies are you gonna decide? Okay, I'm ready. Question one. Let's start with Reese Witherspoon. You have to decide between Legally Blonde or Fear. Okay. So I'm going to go with Legally Blonde for obvious reasons, um, for those who know me. But also because Legally Blonde is a classic. Fear is really good, and I loved Reese in that. But Legally Blonde, I feel like she just, she killed that role. Like, Elle Woods is forever a staple in my mind. Like, I even saw the play and everything. Like, that's how much I liked it, so. Did you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Me and my sister went to go see it, and it was good. Like, it was really good. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Which one are you choosing? I'm choosing Fear, because to me. I think me, I knew that. I felt like I knew that. <laughs> well, I'll agree with you. Elle was the character is a classic in in cinema history as, you know, characters. Fear to me is a classic movie all around, man. Like, I can still see certain scenes vividly to this day. And that movie is, I saw that on VHS, so. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Fear is a. Uh... The roller coaster scene. Mark Wahlberg. You know, we've talked about that before. And I didn't even know what was happening in that, on that roller coaster until I got older. <laughs> but now I know. Uh, the way it ended, uh, that movie was good, man. Okay. All right, question two, actor two. 
Denzel Washington. You have to decide. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide between John Q and Malcolm X. Damn. (laughs) I have to get, okay. First of all, I love both of those movies. I'm going to give it to Malcolm X, honestly, because he embodied that role. Like, I was one of them people when I was a little younger that thought he was Malcolm. Like, when you saw that, whatever. But, um, yeah, Malcolm X. I mean, he really played the heck out of that role. But John Q was so good, too. I'm sorry. Like, I love John Q. So, yeah. (sighs) Okay. So, I'm going to give it to John Q primarily because I don't fully remember Malcolm X like that. Like, I need to go back and actually watch it as an adult. Um, what then, Malcolm X? Yes. Otherwise, I'd be there with you. I know more. I have more just vivid memories of you know Malcolm X videos and documentation of himself than the actual movie. So, but oh, I can rem- okay. but I can remember John Q. And when I even read just the uh, summary of it, synopsis, I, I could see ah, uh, that movie was so emotive. That movie was he played his mm, and Elise Neal. Like that whole that whole cast was good. That was a good movie. So. I'm going to go with John Q. Oh, yes. John Q was so good. Like, that's, I mean, that's a really tough one for me between um, Malcolm X and John Q. Because John Q, I feel like, used to be one of my favorite movies that I watched, like, every day. Did not care. Like, that was my movie. But, yeah. Okay, that was a good one. All right. Question three, actor three. We're going to go with Julia Roberts. You have to. Okay, Julia! You have to decide between. You know, and she has, she had actually, I mean, all of these actors have a number of movies that you could decide between, but looking at hers, I was like, hmm, okay, so you have to decide between Still Magnolias or Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, hands down, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman is a classic, it's not going to leave me crying, I mean, I may shed a tear or two, but it's like happy tears for the end, but Pretty Woman is like, I think that was my introduction to Julia Roberts, I... I'm never letting it go. She was great in that. So was Richard Gere. I loved it. Yeah. Huh. We are just not seeing eye to eye today because I'm going to go with Still Magnolia. Still Magnolia is to me the writing, the acting, the storyline, the beginning, the end. Uh, not just her, but the other characters. If I have to get rid of a movie, then Pretty Woman can go because I need all that Still Magnolias gave me. So. Still really? Magnolia. Yes. Still Magnolias was good, man. It's right up there with... um. What is that movie? What is that movie with the frag? Oh, Fried Green Tomatoes. It's right up there with Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, fr- you know, Fried Green Tomatoes is the reason that I do not watch. Um, I mean, that I don't eat um, pulled pork. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because do you remember at the end? You remember at the end where they, they the abusive husband, they yes. killed them and put them <laughs> yes. in that, that barbecue? Yes. And every oh my god, I will I to this day to this and I seen that movie when I was a little girl like that was one of me and my grandma's movies. Um, that was a and good to this movie. day, yeah, god. that was yeah. And I will not, mm. I will not eat. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Also, I you know I realized that Nancy Botwin was in that movie. Like she looked older back then than she did as Nancy Botwin, but okay, oh, whatever. Snap. I guess it was just the times. <laughs> I mean, but that's a good thing, right? Like she period was, you piece. know, she it was, was a period piece. Period so. piece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> cool. Question four. 
for those that haven't seen Weeds, I suggest you go check it out. At least the first couple of seasons. All right, question four. Actor mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. I was about to say Weeds. Um, ah! Tom Hanks. <gasps> <sighs> Man. You have to Tom. decide between... Everything. <laughs> <laughs> the Da Vinci Code? No! This may be easy. I don't know. Anyway, or Philadelphia. Come on, Aaron. We're gonna um, do. We're gonna do one, two, three. No, well, I'm gonna need some time. <laughs> do, do, Wait, okay. Uh huh. Nah, okay. Um, I'm ready. Okay, go ahead. Count us down. All right. One, two, three. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an award winning. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Da Vinci Code, but I love the Da Vinci Code for different. Like, I like, like that history or that, that like, ugh, what the Da Vinci Code is about. Yeah, like the mystery, the thriller type stuff. Like, I like that aspect of it. Um, but Philadelphia, what a tearjerker. What an emotion. Like, what a heartfelt movie he really played. Ah, that, you know, that character. Denzel. That is not Denzel was in that. Antonio Banderas. Ah, that was a good movie, man. Oh, my gosh. I remember the first time I saw it. And I just, yeah. It was emotional. But, yeah. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you with that one for all the reasons. I also, like, again, need to go back and watch The Da Vinci Code again to fully, as an adult, I think, to fully appreciate it in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember it being a good movie. I remember it being a complex movie when I saw it. Uh, But I just couldn't tell you. Like, I I don't, uh, yeah. There are a number of things that just escape me when it comes to that. I love so much about it. I've seen it, I don't even know how many times. Um, Yeah, man. That movie, great movie. Of course, I've heard the book was better than the movie, but anyway. Probably. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Question five. Last question. Last actor. Angela Bassett. Ooh, you say that that's the last. Come on, queen. Okay. You have to decide between what's love got to do with it? I don't want to play. And waiting to exhale. I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do one, two, three. Let's get it then. One, two, three. Waiting, waiting to, to exhale. exhale. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would still to this day. Let Robin do me like he tried to do her. I'm walking into wherever the fuck you were, and I'm going to slap that bitch, and I'm going to slap your ass, too. That's the only thing she didn't do is slap his ass. But she should have knocked... Hmm. Backhanded him. I hate Come you. On, man. <laughs> oh, that was. Mm. She was so powerful in that mo- man. Burnt his damn car down. Cut her hair. She was a. Bo- she was everything in that. Slap that white bitch. Listen. Mm. Mm. That, pop, mm. that seemed, mm. I felt that. I've seen that recently because you know it comes. It's one of those shows that they repeat 101 times on a a certain network. And when I go to my parents' house, <laughs> it's on. Um, <laughs> It's in the rotation. Oh, Let me say that. 
But oh, yes, that's course. it. Every time you watch it, even to this day, man, I feel that moment. Fucking worse over. Fucking worse over. Want to send my kids? Mm. Well, guess what, John? Mm. You're the motherfucking. Mm. I, mm. Going off. Going right. off. Okay, now, before we finish. She was everything in that. Mm-hmm. Bonus question. So, let's just recap. You have decided that for Denzel Washington, Malcolm X. For Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. Pretty Woman. For Angela mm-hmm. Bassett, Waiting to Exhale. For mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, Legally B- Blonde. And for mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. The bonus question is, if you could only keep two of those movies, which two are you choosing? Um, Waiting to Exhale and Pretty Woman. Actually, back up, Waiting to Exhale and Legally Blonde. Because I want like a, a feel good, like both of them are feel good movies in two different ways. Waiting to Exhale has like the drama, but then like the, uh, the, uh, the exhaling that I need. There we go. It gives me a little bit of both. Um, and Legally Blonde just has the comedy. The Bend and Snap works every time. I got to see that. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to pick Waiting to Exhale and Still Magnolias. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, you want, well. You don't cry when you watch stuff. I was about to say, how do you not cry? like certain yeah. movies? I just cannot watch over and over. No, I feel it because they just. And you know what's so funny? As, I, as, you, as soon as you say comedy, I realized, man, I didn't pick any comedies. Although Legally Blonde is probably the only one that's actually a comedy up here. You can laugh at certain parts oh, and yeah. to exhale, but it's not a comedy. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway, and that was five questions. And that was five questions, guys. We cannot wait to hear your answers on this. So please let us know your responses. Plug. You can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective no e at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. Really cannot wait to hear y'all's responses and see what uh, actors and what movies of the actors y'all pick. And now it is time for what got under our skin this week. Uh. Yes. And so I will go ahead and kick things off. All right. So two things got under my skin this week. The first, guys, cicadas are back. And no, not Brodex or whatever they were called. That, yeah, it's the, I guess the quote unquote normal cicadas. The ones that come out like every year in the summer, but we just don't see them. Well, BS, because I have seen multiple cicadas and I'm tired of seeing them, especially because they are like ill. They're even grosser than the other ones. I feel like they're bigger and I see like people, I guess, have squished them. What the hell? But um, I will say they aren't like as annoying because they're not like actually flying out at me or like banging into the car. But they're noisy. Like, I guess these, the, the noise is getting on my nerves. It's the same nerve. No, excuse me. It's the same noise. It's just loud. Um, it just seems louder. Like, I don't know. It's just bothering me more than the ones that the broad X were, but I'm over cicadas altogether. I just need to know where to move. So I don't have to deal with bugs at all. Canada, here I come. Um, also the other thing that got under my skin which is probably a little bit just me being a brat when I really think about it and before I say it out loud. So, you know, we recently moved. (sighs) 
you know, moving is an under the skin type experience anyway. Like, I don't care what nobody say. There, I, Somebody out there, if y'all are listening, if you've had a good moving experience, let me know. I, I need to hear this because anyway. Um, but I was a little perturbed that the movers got dirt on the new carpet. Like, you know, it was a, it was a little scuff marks on the new carpet and I had to clean it already. Um, and I mean, I get it. It could be part of, I mean, they were working hard, you know, trying to get stuff in here. So who am I really to complain about? They got a little bit of dirt on the carpet that can be clean, but it still got under my skin because this is a fresh place, fresh carpet. Like I don't want that dirt up there. I don't want to be having to do carpet cleaning already. So yeah, I know it's bratty, but that's what got under my skin this week. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Was it a lot it of is dirt? What it is? <laughs> huh? Was it a lot of dirt on the carpet? No, I mean it's just like actually on the first like three steps when you come in or whatever, and it's just like little Get listen. It's fresh carpet. You won't want no dirt on it either. You don't take a broom and sweep. No, you can't take a broom and sweep. No, it's like. On the carpet, Mm-mm. like just to like brush it off. No, it's not that type of dirt. So when I say, they got it dirty, I guess I should have said they got it dirty. Um, it almost looks like a maybe like they stepped in some oil or something, like they stepped in something in the okay, street that okay. made it like that. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's fine because I got carpet cleaner and you know pulled it on up. But I just hated that I had to do work already. I'm lazy. No, I'm not. Let me stop saying that. Anyway. That, like I said, that's what got under my skin this week. I told you I was just probably being a brat about it. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm a brat at times. No, it's like a new car. It's Robin's fault. Place. I'm you spoiled. Stay as clean for as long as possible. As long as possible before I got to hire a cleaning service. Because mm-hmm. Lord knows. But what about you? What got under your skin this week? So I'm going to keep mine short and simple. And I'm not going to tell a story. I'm just going to say that... Uh, while I can try to wrap my head around people's love for their pets, and Uh-oh. while I can try to wrap my head around the idea that pets um, have certain rights, I don't even know if that's the best way to put it, uh, that pets... <laughs> have certain freedom uh, or that pet should have a certain level of access to this world. I don't know. I don't know the best way to put it. But what I will say is that one place, which of which there are many, in my opinion, but one place that pets are not allowed is the gym. Okay? Okay. Let me just say that Absolutely one more time. Not. One place that pets are not allowed is the gym. What are they going to do there? Can they spot you? No. Are they going to be able to lift weights? No. What are they doing? Mm. Huh? In somebody else's way that's working out. Do you know why gyms have uh, baby gyms, nurseries? Because while babies are humans, and in theory they could pick up a weight, Although, not really. They can't. There's nothing in a gym that's for a baby. There's nothing. And I'm not trying to compare a baby to a dog or to a cat. But there's just no space for a dog. It's just not. So, I encountered I agree. And I'm a dog lover. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
I don't even know a dog and love. They, those things shouldn't even go together. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I love dogs. Um, so that's my PSA for under my skin. <laughs> Pets in the gym, just say no. Listen, I understand that. Again, like I said, I love dogs, but I do not think that they belong in a gym. Not that share it with other people. Now, if you at your crib... And you let your dog come in your gym. That's cool because that's your gym. Like nobody else. It's not the general public. Nobody else is in there. But yeah, no. When you in a shared space, that's not okay. I don't care how much your gym. And I'm not gonna lie. I might have to send an email. Like shit. See, (laughs) I I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. See, you know that's like I feel like there's a uh, you know what that might be a topic one day but there needs to be a a line or something when it comes to being that person because don't be that Uh person that brings your dog into the gym that makes me have to be the person to send an email like it's fucking common sense if you're sharing a common gym to not bring a dog in there like what (laughs) what the audacity and I'm only using that word lightly because I wanted to use another word that rhymes with (laughs) the audacity man Damn, y'all nasty. You know, anyway. while I'm with you, and this is this is just under my skin, but while I'm with you on in that, I would also say when you decide to call or to make a complaint or to write, you are now taking up time and energy that has nothing to do with that person. So you have to decide, is that worth it? Like, is that time and energy that it takes to do that, reaching out, um, writing, talking, and then the follow-up that comes with, like, all that adds up. And that's a part of why I just don't want to be that person. Like... Oh, well, see that, I mean, then that to me sounds like it doesn't matter that much to you. It's not a deal breaker because to me, that is worth me taking my time. I mean, not that um, necessary instance, but like if something is disturbing my peace or if I feel like something is wrong where I'm paying my money, the fuck, I'm going to take my time because you taking my money for me to be in a, in a certain type of environment. Like I'm sure if I was to go to the clubhouse. If it was a dog in, in, in the gym or a dog in the pool and the dog ain't supposed to be there, like, this not your own personal property, then no, I need to talk to somebody because this is this is not what I'm paying money for. If I'm paying, like, if one of the amenities at my place of residence is the gym, which I'm, which I'm paying for because you are paying for it somewhere or the other, no, that's not okay to me. That's bringing in different, like, no, ew. And then what if your dog shed? So now it's dog hair in here. So if I decide to do an exercise on the mat, I got to worry about dog hair being in my hair. I can worry about that in my own crib. But in a in a shared space, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, that's not what it's you just, signed up you know, for. That's not, You signed no. up for some, maybe somebody else's sweat. Maybe you have to wipe down the machine because the last person didn't do it. Right. You know, like Normal stuff. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's nasty, but it's still normal. Like, but a dog running up to you while you're trying to do crunches—that's or a bruh, cat like run, jumping across your stomach while you're trying to do planks. Like, what? It's not okay. It's not okay. And just side note, while we're talking about animals, I went to this festival the other day, Smorgasbord, Smorgasburg, the other day. And as soon as you walk in, like as soon as you get there, there's a sign that says. Um, a part, there's a sign that says no, a, a, a couple of things, but one of the things it says is no animals allowed in this in this space. Actually, if I didn't see dogs in there, and not just regular ass dogs, I mean big ass dogs in their own leashes. You know, I really wanted to find security and say, excuse me, what is going on? I'm that person, yeah. people. But um, that's what got under my skin. Well, guys, that's what got under our skin this week. Um, you know, you know what else? I was. Let me just 
Mm. Back to what you said of not t- being, oh, not wanting to be that type of person. The people who do shit like that depend on people not wanting to be that type of person. So that way they can just keep getting away with whatever they want to do when really somebody is going to have to be that type of person eventually and shut that shit down. Like, because it's just not fair. And I'm sure, and you know what, maybe you're the person that'll, that'll do it in a more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for in a more civilized manner versus somebody else who might go the fuck off. I don't know. You know, you just never know. But anyway. so would you have written something or would you have said something to that person in the moment? Um, I probably would have. Uh, let me see. And then this is my other thing. Do you do it I on the first time, or do you something just in like, moment. or do you just like not say anything? And if it happens again the second time, or do you address it the first time? And then my last comment to that is, and I'm gonna be quiet because I really see is well, none of us are perfect. So how do we know? Like, and so the other thing that could what 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 have I potentially done in shared spaces that was a problem for somebody else? Right? Like, is this something that? It's just a part of that, that, that set of things, you know, that we all do something that potentially could annoy or be problematic for somebody else. I don't know. But what does that have to do with in the moment? Like if I'm doing something that annoys, so I'm sure I have done something that has annoyed people. I've gotten complaints before, complaints about dogs barking, complaints about smoke, whatever. Like I've gotten complaints before. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So that's just something that you open yourself up to. But I don't think that just because you've done something that may have offended someone before doesn't mean that you don't have the right to speak out like mm. but all right uh-huh. <laughs> that's what got under our skin this week people thank you for that actually now, that was actually that that, oh. that that last little point that last little point was good that was yeah. a good one message message and listen when you paying your money you got the right to complain about anything honestly like that hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, you, but you I, may pick and choose your battles because everything is not that serious to you but you actually do have the right to complain so no, but, anyway. I, but that point about like in the moment the problem is not what you did 10 minutes ago or what you did yesterday that like it's not a balance it's not about like i heard like it's not about karma and balance like that's problematic in the moment that needs to be addressed that's a separate issue regardless of what you may have done or yeah. may do that's problematic with yeah. somebody else. Like you don't need to compare. Not no. all problems are created equal. Cause what what do you um let's say you, you broke the curfew or whatever on the rooftop and you was there all night. How is that in comparison to a bringing a dog into a gym? Like, um nah. Just nah. Just nah. That's just where I'm at with it. But anyway. All right, let's move on. Sorry, guys, you know, when we get to, you know, hot topics. That's what I'm going to call that one. That was, that was like a hot topic real quick. Anyway, let's move on to what are we watching? I'm actually excited about what are we watching because I have found a new show that I absolutely Ooh. love. Like when I tell you I am into it, I am into it. It is my go-to now. Um, is it is it? a series. Huh? I'm, all, I'm excited now to hear. What is it? <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's a series on Netflix. It's called iZombie. Um, so I found out originally it was on CW, I believe. I think. I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe CW. But anyway, so it's about this girl who was, she was a doctor. And one night she decided to go on a little, on a yacht party, a boat party or whatever with her coworker. 
And so anyway, she gets on the boat and it turns into like this crazy party where like zombies come up there and she ends up getting scratched and turns into a zombie. So now she's pretty much like living life as a zombie. She quit being a doctor. She is now, um, work. She's working in a morgue, which is where she gets her brains because she's a zombie. So that's where she eats brains, but she is helping the police like solve these different murders because when she eats a brain, she gets like insight to that person's, um, life or whatever like things that they had went through or things that they may have seen so that pretty much helps her like solve murders and stuff like that and that's why she's helping the police it's actually really interesting uh if you watch it I'm in season two already I think I just started season one well so Robin was watching it at first she was like in in season two and I just happened to catch a bit of it and I was like oh this is good and so she was like well do you want to start back at season one because she had just got to season two and I was like yeah man I think it only took us like a week maybe to watch season one if that um and it's not that many episodes I think it's like 13 episodes per season it's like a 40 minute show but I watch it like you know we've been in here unpacking blah blah blah, blah. so I just got into it but I really like the storyline if you like those type of um what's it called like maybe true crime type uh shows things like that that's I think that's a good one um it's not gory like they say gore in the little like where they tell you what type of show it is. And it's only gore, I guess, because some people do. Oh, that's right. They do work in a morgue. So you would see stuff like that. But to me, that's not like that brutal. It's not like somebody like standing over top of somebody and gutting them like a fish or something like that. But anyway, um, I zombie, that's my new show that I'm watching. I think it's really good and you should check it out. What would you compare it to in terms of like the feel of it or the, is it, like a dark. Did you dark ever watch true Monk? Crimes or like a? No, it's not. No, it's not dark. It's it's light. It's funny. Like her. So she works in a morgue. Her boss. Um, he ends up finding out that she's a zombie because he sees her eating brains. And so then he starts to try to like figure out a cure for her. But he's like really cool with it. Um, he makes a joke about it. That type of thing. Um, let me see. What show? Did you ever watch Monk? No. But I can no, I can um, envision what Monk is from the commercials or previews. It almost sounds like like a Lucifer in the sense that Lucifer is a, a, the devil who's helping them solve crime. Right. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Because she's a zombie and she eats brains, but she's not like, you know, she's th- so she. Oh, that's another thing. She hasn't told her family like in season one. We don't see it like her family doesn't know. Um, she ended up breaking up with her fiance and she just like, she looks completely different because she's a zombie. So she's really pale and her hair is like white blonde. And then there are other zombies too that end up coming around, but you have to see like the interaction with them. But I'm like, it's a good show. I don't know. Let me see. I'm trying to find another show to compare it to, but I would say yes, like Lucifer, cause I've seen Lucifer before. So it's kind of like a, it's like a quote unquote supposed to be like bad or scary type person, but really like they humanize them. So they've humanized the zombie pretty much where she still like feels some type of ways. But it, to me, it's hilarious when she eats these brains and takes on like the characteristics and personalities of other people. Mm-hmm. That is, is hilarious. Like um, we see her take on like this, like this high school cheerleader got killed. And so she ate her brains. And so we see like this grown woman pretty much acting like, like, oh my God, I am just so, um, you know, amused by you or just like that type of like come on guys put some pep in your step like this is her talking to like the other I mean the cop that she helps out or like she took on the brains of a 
uh, basketball coach and so then she started knowing like all these stats and stuff like it, it's just good it's just good like you should see it i think you should watch it until i'm looking at it on netflix and i've in the you know the more like this I've, i haven't seen any of these but they said the walking dead stranger things black summer ash and evil dead daybreak and black summer no crazy head. i see i don't think i've seen any of those um so I don't know if I can compare it, but yeah. But I'll, I'll put it in my preview to watch. Okay. Yeah, just check it out. But anyway, that's what I am watching. What about you? Okay, so one show that I'm watching that I encourage everyone to watch, I think it's funny. I think there's a message. I think that the cast, like it, they're believable characters. I think the storyline is, yeah, it's good. It's called The Miss Pat Show. It comes on BET+. Plus. If you <laughs> Have you seen it? No, but I know oh, you told me about it. So yes, that's why I'm getting it, one. So I finally watched all 10 episodes. And yeah, man, I mean, I could have watched it in one sitting, but I was trying to pace myself. And it's half hour comedies. And because it's on BET Plus, that's like actual 29, 30 minute episodes. Uh, Tammy Roman's in it. Miss Pat, obviously. I'm trying to think of people who are like prominent. Uh, what's the guy from, uh, what is his name? <sighs> the guy from In Living Color. Which one? Tommy mm, Davidson, David Tommy Davidson shows up. Tommy Davidson shows up. He makes a guest appearance uh, as the uncle. Um, he plays uh, nigga Poppins, essentially, is what they call him <sighs> in the show. He plays a Mary, a Mary Poppins version. Um, yeah, there's a couple of like cameos of stars that show up, too. It's good. It's good, man. I think... I think it, I encourage everyone to watch it. It's it's funny. If you like things like, you know, Family Matters, Full House, you know, 30-minute sitcoms with the message at the end that have comedy, you would like this. But this is sort of that BET uncut version style of that sort of show in that they say all types of curse. Like, there's an episode where the boy, who happens to be white, um, is hanging out with her son, who obviously is black, and he, like they're homies and so he calls him nigga and it's nothing to them but the parents hear it and so there's a whole episode about that and you actually get to hear the little boy say nigga like more than once it's like a thing so it's that type of show they talk about they use words like retarded and all like all the inappropriate mm. things but they address them in a way like but they address them like it's 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 good it's good so <sighs> i don't care uh the other thing that i'm watching which is ah big brother everyone so Mm. I just want to let everyone know quickly that Big Brother has been good this season. And for me, I am, I've been invested. Like, I really have enjoyed every single contestant on the show, with the exception of Frenchie. I really wanted to like Frenchie in the beginning, but he just did too much way too soon. And so I'm glad he was, like, gone very quickly. But other than that, I've, I, every person that's been on the show, I could get behind in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I like the people that are down right now. We're finally into the jury, so everyone who's getting eliminated now is going to the jury, so they're not going to see what happens. Like, they can't go home and watch the show, right? Um, ah, so the last thing, so just, so the last thing, uh, the last person to become head of household was Tiffany, and Tiffany is a part of the alliance, the cookout, and they've sort of been dominating the game, which someone made an interesting point to me when we were talking about it. They said the cookout potentially is the strongest alliance in Big Brother history when you think about the strength of them, because they do have their problems, right? And traditionally in Big Brother history, what happens with alliances are they form early and they break up quickly, either because they're too big and so someone breaks rank, right? They decide to go against someone or someone really jumps the line, and so 
the other people in the alliance uh, backstabbing and try to backdoor them. But this alliance, the cookout, they've had their issues with each other and they've had moments where they've had strong disagreements and they've had moments where it seems like uh, like you're, they're almost going to cut to a confessional and somebody's going to be talking about backstabbing them. But what happens every time they cut to a confessional, you see the person saying like, essentially, I don't fuck with this person, but I'm not going to let that get in the way of the cookout. And so they always go back to that every single person. And so you see... I guess I thought it was interesting. I never thought about it that way. Just how strong the cookout is in comparison to other alliances. Now, granted, there's still about three more non-cookout members left who would have to go in order for them to actually get down to the final six. But as of right now, I mean, they're doing it. And so Tiffany is the head of household this week. She is a part of the cookout. But Claire, who is a non-cookout member, is her strongest uh, ally in the house who's a non-cookout member. And so it's going to be interesting to see how she... Uh, handles her HOH this week because she obviously is not going to put Claire up. That would just be, it just wouldn't make sense. One for her game and two for this secret alliance that no one seems to know about. So we'll see. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then also this week, Xavier, who's a part of the cookout because Xavier was on the block last week, but he played this game in order for him to get off. But in order for him to get off, he had to decide to be the third nominee this week. So David, so Xavier, while he is in the cookout, he will automatically be a nominee this week. So he will be a third person sitting next to. So it's going to be an interesting week coming up. I'm excited. We still haven't done uh, uh, double eviction night. So that's looking, we have that to look forward to. And yeah. Okay. That's what I've been watching. Amongst other stuff, like I'm still repeating like Lucifer and all these other shows for some reason. I even went back and started watching Queen of the South again. I don't know why for some reason late at night. Oh, actually, okay, last thing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why I go back and watch these shows lately. It's like there are new shows that I want to watch I and I find it hard to, to do. But maybe it's just a thing where I'm at right now. Okay. Do you know what I actually just watched today before we recorded? What? This this Christmas or almost Christmas. I told you to watch that a long time ago, didn't I? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. And I had never, and I could. Did you, know, you like it? It's the thing about getting into a new show. So what made me want it? Yes, I did like it. I did skip through some parts, but that's because I wanted to watch something that was funny. I wanted to like get into like this. I wanted to watch something funny before we recorded. Um, and so I had been on YouTube and there was this clip of them at the dinner table with uh, uh, Carrie, Carrie Hilson. Carrie Hilson. And it Aaron. unfolding. <laughs> And I was like, OMG, because I was so, Gabrielle yeah, Union. When the little boy said, I need to see what's on that camera, I was weak. And as soon as he she said, had to see it. take care of your grandma, Claire. And Gabrielle, it, kudos to Gabrielle Union and kudos to everyone in that show, on that movie. Monique. Um, yeah, man, Monique had me weak. Oh my gosh, she was yes. JV Smooth was good. Um, once again, Gabrielle Union. Ass. Yeah, it was it was just good all around. Uh, yeah, it was the, good. The, the, the characters. Now, I mean, they're they're no. Actually, I would just say it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. It was a good movie. I still haven't fully seen this Christmas. That's the one with Byron, right? That's this Christmas. What? No, that is something, Medea, that you're talking about. This Christmas is with Chris Brown. Laura right. London. Isn't that... Oh, wait. Which one has Bow Wow in it? Not that one. That's it's, some Medea movie. Oh. Bow Wow, Tiana got Taylor. got Bow Wow in it. Yeah, that's a Medea movie. Huh. Is it? I've never seen it. Oh, I just remember that part. I'm going like, to need you not to disrespect this Christmas, though, because <laughs> that is a classic, and neither one of them people are in it. Oh, okay. Well, Nothing against them, though, but neither one of them are in it. Oh, it was Tyler Perry's so. Medea's Big Happy Family. Oh, that, that one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay, well, 
That's what I've been watching. All right, guys. Well, that is going to officially wrap up what we've been watching. Um, we hope you guys have been watching some fun stuff too. And also just a small reminder, I didn't mention it today, but we are still watching the game. We are coming up on doing the season five mini so So make sure you guys are caught up with that. We are going to go ahead and take a quick break, grab something to drink, and we'll be right back with our perspectives. guys we are back and it is time for this week's perspectives mm -hmm. so as we determined over the break it's my turn to go first <laughs> and that's fine because <laughs> I, I am right. actually ready and that's fine so this week I want to talk about something that we talk about often which are friendships which are also relationships and I saw this post on the shade room yes this is where I'm getting my topic from the shade room. Y'all forget me. But no, I did see this post and it was just interesting. And so I was like, I think I want to talk about this on a podcast as I normally do. The question was, do y'all have any friendship turnoffs? Any friendship turnoffs? Now, the response that I saw on the shade room was, my biggest turnoff is clingy friends. Arguments start feeling like y'all in a relationship. And when I saw that, I was so weak <laughs> because I feel like, I mean, one, friendships are relationships, but I so get where she's coming from because I don't feel like my friendships should feel like I'm in a relationship, especially if at the end of the day, you ain't giving me no head and I'm not giving you any. I don't know what we're arguing like this for. However, I do, I do understand having disagreements with your friends and not all disagreements have to turn into like a whole brawl, a brawl where we feel like, you know, you're talking to somebody that you're in a relationship with. So I wanted to talk about friendship turnoffs today. Aaron, one, I want to know if you agree with her post about clingy friends. And then two, I want you to tell me your friendship turnoff. Go. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, are clingy friends a turnoff? Well, no one that I consider a friend is clingy. So I don't have a real life example to that to say yes or no, but I don't imagine because, you know, I need to be able to potentially not talk to you or for a little bit for who knows whatever reason mm -hmm. and that not be a problem. Maybe we didn't talk for a week for some, for some random reason. And when we check back in and we finally do, it's, it's like we had just talked yesterday, like, the day before. Right? Yeah. Like, like we never left. To say like, what have you been up to? How's it been going? How, like mom and dad, da, 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 and like all the things that just like none of that, you know. So I, so I don't. So maybe yes. So yes, yes. Sorry, I need to think that out because it's like I don't know. I just don't know what that feels like. Um, what are some friendship turnoffs? Ah, uh, I mean I can't stand a nigga. I'm, mm, mm, let me uh, someone who feels like they need to lie for the sake of lying. Mm. I think uh, honesty saves everyone time. We say that a lot. And that is true, mm -hmm. especially in friendships. And so there's no need to intentionally lie about something. Like, why? Who am I? Um, I'm Aaron. So you no need to lie. Uh, I think 
Another turnoff is I don't know. I don't know what friendship turnoffs. I don't know actually. I think that's a that's actually a good question. I don't know what friendship turnoffs that I really have. Like I'd have to think. I don't know what would. Uh, um, I don't know. Come back to me. Let me think about that real quick. What, give me. Some, what are you? I don't know if there's anything that would truly okay. turn me off from someone because I think that there are many things. I think that there, that no one is because I think no one is perfect. We all fall short even on our best days. So there are going to be things about someone, about anyone, about you, about Doug, about Cece, about Bob, about Mary, about Jane, right? That there are going to be things about that person that I'm not a fan of, but, and that may turn me off, but it doesn't necessarily disqualify you from being in my life in a real way. I think for me, um, see, because turnoffs doesn't necessarily mean like you can't be in my life, but it may, it may mean that the role that you play in my life is probably significantly smaller than that of you or Cece or Amber or something like that. Um, okay, I, I agree because what I was going to add to that was I think the closer you are to me, the the less and less and less turnoffs you need to have, you will have the closer you are to me. So maybe if I'm thinking about it in that way and from what you're just saying, it's not necessarily like you're not in my life uh, if you have a turnoff, but... The proximity to closeness that we are is determined based on the, that is one of the factors. How many turnoffs do you actually have? I don't know, but go ahead. Sorry. Um, so I think my turnoffs would be like bad or negative energy. Like I, that's a turnoff for me. Like if you caddy, like if you just have a lot of drama going on, I don't want that. Like, yeah, we all have drama in our lives at some time. But if you just the type of person that every time I talk to you, you got something different going on, then what the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, at, like, oh my gosh. Also, I don't like selfish people. Like, I really like, like, and that's not to say like, you got to give me the shirt off your back, but I just want to be around a circle that wouldn't mind doing for their, you know, wouldn't mind doing for their friends or for their family or just, you know, like, I don't want, I don't want the type of people around that when they do do something for somebody, if they want to parade for it. Like to me, that's not a really like selfless person. They're probably selfish. So yeah, I guess if you're selfish, that turns me off. And okay. And I said the drama. Um, also what's, what's my biggest turn off? I don't like people that, um, don't like to eat. Okay. If you don't like to eat, if you got a whole bunch of hangups about what you eat and stuff like that, we can't be friends. You can't sit with us, okay? Because I like to eat. Me and my friends, we like to eat. We like to try different things. And if you're not that type of person, then you, I mean, you just can't bang with me. Like, I don't know. You just can't bang with me. So those are my turnoffs. Yeah. You got to be self. I mean, you, I don't want you selfish. I don't want a person full of drama. And you can't be picky about, you, you can't be all, I don't want to eat. Um, I'm watching my weight, blah, blah, blah. I can't hang out. <laughs> really? <laughs> So somebody who's on a diet is problematic for you. No, you can be on a diet, but if every time, like if you ain't ever off your diet, like you can't even, not even, I ain't saying splurge like and eat some bad shit, but like if you can't find something where we go or if eating is not like fun to you, then I mean, what are we, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? Like my friends like to eat like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because this is a vegan soul food place that I want to try up in Maryland. Like, that macaroni and cheese look good. It's fine. You know, you can get down how you get down as long as you like to get down. Like, ha. I just can't. mm. Somebody, I don't want to go. I ain't never tried that before. No, I don't know about that place. 
how you gonna know if you never go? Like you want to stick to the to the Applebee's and Chili's that you used to, which is nothing wrong with that. But I mean, come on, let's try the uh, the the Hamilton or uh, you know. I don't know some random place the like Lincoln waffle shop. I don't know. Just something random. Like me and Rob like finding places and then just going there. Like we found, well, we decided that we want to try the Lincoln waffle shop in DC. So we're going to get up next weekend. We're going to get up at like five o'clock in the morning and we're going to head out there and go because we want to try it. And we tried to go out there one time at eight o'clock in the morning, but the line was down the street and around the corner. So mm -mm, that just was not. Oh, um, what time do they open? At five. 30, 5, 30, oh. 6 o'clock? One okay. of them. Are y'all going early? Yeah. Yeah, we trying to go, like, as soon as they open. So, so that they, way we ain't got to deal with the line or nothing. So question, or two questions. One, does that apply to someone who they're willing to go with you to the to whatever place you want to try this new and exotic, but you know they're going to order the same thing no matter where they go? Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, listen, as long as you try, like... You know, it's it's funny that you said that because I was just teasing Amber the other day because I, f I swear this girl got buffalo sauce in her veins. Like, she just <laughs> loved buffalo. Like, she loves buffalo sauce. And I was just picking her up. I was like, that girl, love her some buffalo sauce. Like, she went somewhere and tried something else with buffalo. If we go to a new restaurant and she still decides that she wants to get something with buffalo, I'm cool with that. Because the fact of the matter is she decided, so let's go somewhere new and try that buffalo sauce instead of going to, like, out back and, and get in the buffalo sauce that she used to. Like I said, like, I just need you to be on board with trying something new. Like, every once in a while, we step outside of our box. That's all. Okay, and then my second question, I get, I mean, I get that, because, you know, I, I, I definitely know people who, they will go get chicken tenders and fries no matter where they are. And I guess you're right. There's something to be said. Like, chicken tenders are not the same, because you know what? Honey mustard is not the same. Everywhere it's you not. go. It's not. <sighs> just like macaroni you know, and cheese. Like you really, it's not as simple as just cheese and noodles. Like you can't, sorry. Okay. I'll never forget when I was younger. This is, I mean, it's a little on topic, but I'll never forget when I was younger. And you know, every summer, like the, the parents would take us on vacation or whatever. And we go somewhere anyway. So this one particular summer, we went to North Carolina and we went to a restaurant called Bennigan's. We didn't have Bennigan's in Roanoke, but there was a Bennigan's in North Carolina. My cousin wanted a hot dog and fries. Aaron, my aunt, cussed him out. <laughs> she said, I am not taking you. I did not take you on vacation to have some damn hot dogs and french fries. We can have that at home. I'm, you better find something else to eat on this menu. I will never forget it. And I couldn't believe, you know, like, and now that I'm older, I think back to it. And, I mean, it's funny because she didn't cuss this nigga out because... He decided he wanted some french fries and a hot dog. And you got to think, we was young. Like, oh, man. But anyway, yeah. But, look, I mean, yeah, you got to try something. I don't know. You got to try something new. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, so look, those are my, my turn-offs. My second question Oh, was, go ahead. Oh, sorry. My second question for you was about um, your second point about drama. Someone who's always in drama. What does that... Can you... What is too much that means, drama? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I'll explain it just a little more. I mean, that means every time we talk. So let's say like, like you said, um, maybe we'll, we go a week without talking or whatever. And that's what I mean, not to say a lot can't happen in a week, but if every time, so if, if we go two days without talking and in them two days, you got drama, like it's something going on. And I guess drama meaning like there's no peace in your life, you know, and you can tell people when there are no peace in their life, because the thing is the more drama that they have going on or the more uh, of um, 
the more that they don't have peace, the more I'm not going to have peace. Because if they're my friend and I'm listening to this every time I talk to them, it's going to start to drain me. I'm going to start like to not want to hear this stuff or feel exhausted when talking to them. Because every time you turn around, this is what we're talking about. Like, for instance, if I was to constantly, if I... LV, if we had to talk about LV every time we talk, that shit gets draining. Like, I mean, it got draining to me. So it's just something that you don't want to have to like deal with every time you talk to somebody. And I just don't want no friends like that, that, like I said, every time we talk, drama has taken over. Does that make sense now? Does that, oh, is yeah. that better? That makes all the sense. And, I, and that example okay. too is, 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 is a good one. A really good one because I, I think what 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 I was hanging up on was the whole like turnoffs means the end of a relationship and it doesn't necessarily mean that because you can have a season in your friendship right or a moment in your friendship where that is something like that that is all that you're talking about it may not be the entirety of like the 20 years plus the years that we've known each other but maybe six months in that time which could feel like a long time actually right if you talk to somebody every day or every week or whatever like always talking about mm-hmm. a topic can become annoying it is a turn off but for that for those six months but that's not necessarily the end of the friendship because six months out of you know 10 years that you've known somebody or five years doesn't mean you throw them away but gosh right now i'm over you right because i don't want to talk about this so you are turning me off because of this yeah no 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 that that makes all the sense that makes mm-hmm. all the sense yeah yeah okay okay huh okay that re that, that reshapes my mind okay so i think then one thing for me that is a turn off is or what actually not for me one thing that was a turn off i could go to something that was a turn off Something that was a turnoff for me was when I wanted to hang out with my friends and they wanted to always bring their partner, their boyfriend or girlfriend with mm. them. And it, mm-hmm. it, it became, it, yeah, it just, it, yeah, it just, it's, it, yeah, it just was a turnoff to me because. Yeah, because now you're not hanging out with your friend. You're hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the couple. Like, yeah, that yes. makes sense. That was a turnoff. What? Uh, I'm trying to think of the current turnoffs now. Huh. You know. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I. <laughs> How do I word this, Ashley? Okay, what I am turned off when this may sound, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how to say it and it not sound selfish because it's not actually selfish the way I'm thinking of it, if that makes sense. So let me just, maybe I'll say that disclaimer. I'm turned off when my friend chooses someone else over me when me and that other person are having a disagreement. But it's not so simple as that. You're turned off when your friend chooses someone else over you okay so like is everybody friends yes like you know like 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 or you're friends with the two people you're like two people are like like i'm just saying you because not necessarily you but you like the yeah, friend, yeah yeah, yeah I the get friend it. is like my friend happens to be friends with me and that other person we may not necessarily be friends but my friend is friends with both of us okay so if we're having an issue or if we're having some sort of whatever it's a turnoff when ugh, I, I, I said when they choose them, but it's not as simple as that. It's like, it's a turnoff when they choose not to step in. Side with you. When, oh, side, okay. when they choose not to step in. There you go. That is a turnoff okay. for me. Yeah. I can get that. I can sympathize with that. Because um, while I can understand someone thinking that, you know, I'm cool with both of them. Let me not say nothing. No, I, I don't. I, I don't. Mm-mm. 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 But what? Okay, I mean, let let me. Okay, because that could be a different topic. Because I thought you took the stance on you're not getting involved in that when it's when when there are two friends that that you're friends with both of those people. 
that's not something you would get involved with because you're friends with both of those people. Have I ever said that? I could have sworn you said that. I don't believe I've said that. So would you get involved? This might have to be something that we talk. <laughs> yes, I, I would. <laughs> when I tell what? you, I to what extent? Made me think that real answer. To what extent? <laughs> what? I need to know to what to what extent. I need to know to what extent would you get involved? I mean, I think it depends on the situation, but I do think that it does warrant someone. I do think that there's if there's a person involved who has a connection to both people that they should step in we have we have we have we have not talked about this specific topic we probably have talked about something because i feel like i was the person who said what was that topic and i was like no you need to say something it is your responsibility to step in and say something you don't need to leave it to that person huh you brought up a topic what were we talking about it was about telling some oh oh that was was like the cheating 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 thing yeah yeah yeah. it it is your yes no okay i've been on the side of that person needs to say something. And so in this instance, yes, I think it is the I think it is that third person who has the friendship with both people. It is their responsibility. Not their respon they should say something. It is it's a turnoff for me when they don't. Let me know. You can decide whether it's their responsibility or not. It's a turnoff for me. That was the question. <laughs> that was the answer to the question. Huh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to just, I, you know, this might be on a, a reflection for later. <laughs> I might have to reflect on this, but yes. I want you to think about that okay. one. I, oh, I will. Oh, I will. Trust me. I will. Because I'm going, look, that's why I'm talking a little slower because my mind is working like the left side of my brain is really going and I'm trying to stay why in the moment. Not, why would the person not, um, like, if, like, if you know both people, why would you not say something? Why would you not want to get in and potentially stop it from going in a direction that you know both people are capable of going? I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, people make their, you know, I don't know. That might have to be it. That'll be a topic for another time. Um, but back to turnoffs. So yeah. were those all your turnoffs? Uh, yeah, I think that I th- that may be the only one I can think of right now. Like, I can think of the one that I did have, and I can think of the one that, that one for current. If I, if I have anything else, reflections. Okay. Well, then that is going to wrap up my perspective this week. I thought it was fun. I see. I'm glad I've, yeah, that was good. That was a good I one. That try. really was. Because those mm-hmm. are things I just don't think about. Like, or, or if I thought about it, I don't think about it in a way that I remember it. Yeah. I'm going to really think about what you said, though. You'll turn off. But okay. Moving on. What is your perspective this week, Aaron? What are we talking about? So this week, I want to talk about boundaries. And I find it funny Mm. that you wanted to talk about friendships and uh, today because mine has to deal with boundaries and friendships. Okay. So I saw this quote on Instagram and it got me to thinking about boundaries and specifically boundaries and friendships. But I guess for today, we can expand that to also boundaries and romantic relationships because maybe there's a difference. And it'd be interesting to hear your perspective as someone in one and maybe our our listeners too will have uh, their thoughts as well. All right. So the saying says, everybody wants an honest friend until it's time for honesty. So my question Mm. is, Mm. does honesty and friendships have boundaries? And if so, what does that look like? And then, like I said, also do, does honesty and romantic relationships have boundaries and what does that look like? But starting with friendships. Right. If we're supposed to be honest with each other, and sometimes that means having to have the the tough conversation with someone that they may not want to hear the things that they need to hear or that you believe that they mm-hmm. need to hear. Are there boundaries to that? Are there limits? Are there even limits to the, the type of praise? Right. It's not just necessarily hard conversations, but all around across the board. Are there boundaries when it comes to being honest in your friendships? 
I think my biggest boundary is that, you know, you can say what you want. Like, I, I understand that. You can say what you need to say. It's, it's just, if we're friends, I think it can be said a certain way so that it does not hurt my feelings. Yeah, because, I mean, you're you're my friend, but don't. Don't put me down. Like, don't don't make me feel worse. Like, don't kick me when I'm down, I guess, pretty much. Like I was just saying, you know, you and I have had plenty of conversations. And as far as I know, or I mean, you've always been honest with me. There we go. But you've never said anything in a way that made me feel stupid for what I was doing, that made me feel judged for what I was doing, that made me feel like boo-boo the fool. Now, I do also know that there are those friends that may just come out and say, you know, dumb, dumb lollipop. But still in a, with a, in a place from love, like not in a bitch, what the fuck? Like you just stupid. Da, 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 da. Like I've had a friend tell me um, when I was talking to her about something and she said, if you were anybody else, I would have said, bitch, you stupid. But because you're my friend, <laughs> I'm going to find a different way to say this. But she, you know, she let me know. And so, and that is important because for me to call you my friend or for you to call me your friend, like, or whatever the case may be. Things can be said from a place of love. Like you can be very honest with your friends and let them know that the decisions that they are making probably aren't the best for them. But as long, but it just needs to be like with respect. Like just don't kick me when I'm down. I think that's my biggest boundary. But I want my friends to be honest with me about everything, especially if I'm coming to you for your advice. That means I trust you. I um, appreciate your advice. I respect your advice. So be honest with me. But you know. I guess treat me, treat, treat me norm, treat me nice, treat me nice, you know, talk to me nice, talk to me nice. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So you don't want to Tasha Mac as a friend. Um, I mean, I feel like I have Tasha Mac. Have you met Cece? Have you met Cece? <laughs> um, Cece could definitely be the Tasha Mac, but you know, I think as we get a little older, Cece is a little, she's a little bit soft. She's a little bit gentler, but Cece is still Cece. Like she's very straight to the point, you know, there's no sugarcoating it just to, you know, make you feel a type of way or whatever the case may be. And sometimes we need to hear that. And like I said, and it's still, even with Cece saying it the way she does, it's still a place from love from love and I think it's because I know her so well that I don't get offended by what she may say or how she may say it because I know her I know where it's coming from and I also know she probably could say worse you know because <laughs> I know you know she could yeah if she wanted to hurt my feelings she could so yeah I don't hide anything from me let me know everything I, I say that about many things give me the opportunity to make the decision with all the information um, to go mm-hmm. up, down, left or right, in or out, right? Don't, don't, don't. And to that, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So yes, delivery is everything. And that does not mean that I need someone to sugarcoat things or to baby me or to give me... Uh, right. Or that I can't take a joke or a dig. In, in, right. And not even baby... Like, I can take... Like, you know, I can do... I can... I, when you are close... we say this we've said i hit the mic we said this before like the right person can say the wrong thing and get away with it i mean we've talked about that with romantic stuff and but the same thing can be applied to friendships it's what you can say ashley someone else who doesn't know me from a can of paint can't say it in the same way and a it had the same impact b it get the same like response uh Mm -hmm. and c like what the fuck you don't know me so it's it's not just what's being said it's who's saying it and how it's and and how they're saying it too 
Um, mm-hmm. Because I think honesty also shows up in different forms too, right? Like I think the way you would deliver something is different than the way the next person would. And both people could be just, you know, both people could be close to me, uh, but the way in which they deliver honesty is different. So I'm with you and that don't hide anything from me. Don't keep anything from me. Let me know everything. I'm also adding, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And it's not just how you say it, it's who says it. I, and I guess for people that are listening, I guess beyond this topic, I think an example I would give is there are certain things that some people would say comics can say on us in their stand-up and get away with that the average person mm-hmm. can't say, right? Because Facts. It's, because it's, it's the same thing. It, it, yes. Um, so that's that's how I would parallel it. Do you have, is there a difference for you in terms of your romantic relationships? Like, are there boundaries for you in terms of honesty with Robin? Or not even just Robin now, but, you know, any relationship that you've had, has that evolved actually, or has that evolved actually in how you look at the kind of honesty you want in your romantic relationships? You know, what's funny is, um, you know, I, I still feel like, you know, talk to me nice, but I think I can take the, a little bit more harsh criticism from my partner now than I could have back then. And I think it's because I'm married to Robin. So I just got to have tough skin now. Um, but, um, I mean, because like, yeah, yeah. And Robin is very, Robin is another, like Cece, she is very straight to the point. Like there is no sugarcoating. It may hurt your feelings. Um, but that's because it's some man, like, oh my goodness. What it is, is, um, chemicals. That's what's in it. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I think I, but I don't mind it. Some, I guess coming from Robin, like it just, you know, some, some things, sometimes I feel like there are things that I need to hear. And I think Robin sometimes has a way of presenting it to me that I'm more receptive, recepting of it. Is that receptive? Yeah. I'm more accepting of it. There we go. I'm more accepting. Like I soak it in more, um, when it comes to her than, maybe someone else because I don't know. It's just like, she just, well, actually, no, I, I, I put Rob, I put all of my friends and Rob up there together. Like but y'all, y'all are the ones that can be honest with me. There we go. You can be brutally honest, but I know that it'll still come, you know, place from love in a, in a nice way. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, for me, there's probably not a difference in my relationships, both platonic or romantic. Um, don't hide anything from me. Don't, don't not tell me something, whether it's something that I need to know that I'm doing to myself or that the outside world is doing to me or that I'm doing to you or to the outside world, right? Like, just don't ha- tell me everything. Um, I don't know. You know, I wonder, though, if, you know, you talked earlier about, like, oh, to me, we ain't fucking, right? Like, I wonder if that that added layer of intimacy opens the door for greater um, harsh conversations. I also question if so, why, but that's neither here nor there for today's conversation. But if that level of intimacy does make you one more vulnerable to that person's um, criticism, so it hits you more, which is why you're more willing to accept it, or because it could hit you more because you're more open with them, you don't want to hear that type of, that level, like you don't want them to go but so far. Almost like your friends can go harsher because you're not connected to them in that way, right? And we've talked about sort of uh, not soul ties, right? And what happens when you do sleep with someone and the level of vulnerability that you, like the type of energy you now share. Um, Mm. But my question for you is, when there's an imbalance in income in your relationship, does that factor, does that, like, do you factor that into 
how uh, honest you are with that person, how honest they are with you, and how you approach being honest, right? Don't talk to me any kind of way when <laughs> you a bum sitting on the couch every day. I don't care if I'm doing right or wrong. At least I'm doing something. Or does that not matter? You still want that person to be honest with you. And the way in which they deliver it needs to be, you know, true to them. Um, the imbalance of income does not change anything for me. Rob make more than I do. <laughs> and I ain't changing nothing. And I don't want her to change nothing. Like, how we have it works. And finances shouldn't change that. Um, but I guess it depends on how you view finances and, you know... Maybe what y'all been through together because, you know, I, I feel like me and Robin have been from the bottom, and, you know, th- like we done been in the gutter together. So now because we got a little reprieve, that ain't, uh, nah, that ain't changing nothing. Like we still us and we still going to be, you know, I'm still going to be me. Like this is who I was before she was making more than me. Mm, this is who I was before she was making more than me. And this is who I'm going to still be with her making more than me. Like finances don't change no show. Now if she, if she feels like, Oh, because I made this and you made that, you can't talk to me like that. Then, I mean, we just won't be together. And then you can pay me that in alimony. Like, since you want to, since you want to <laughs> throw up your big alimony. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just talking shit. But you know, like, no, I just don't feel like that should change anything. That's well, part crazy. of why I ask it because there have been real conversations, both in private, not both in private amongst friends, but also like in the public domain about if a woman makes more than a husband, right? And how that imbalance impacts how he, you know, how he talks to her. He better talk to her nice, right? Like she's bringing home the bacon and the dynamics of what that looks like and all that jazz, yada, yada, yada. So I have heard and seen dialogue about money impacting how, particularly how a, if a woman makes more than a man, how he needs to then, you know, tip, he may need to tiptoe around her and shut up. Um, So I was just curious about Mm. that. It's heteronormative stereotypes. It's kind of sad. I mean, I don't know. Like, if if, if <sighs> I mean, well, take it, but take out, but take away the, but take away that piece of it. You could see, I could see whether it's same sex or not, an argument where somebody, where one person definitely does make more than the other, and they throw that in that person's face. You broke son of a duh. You can't do this. I'm always taking care of that. Da 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 da. Won't you? Da-da-da-da. Then why are you with them? Then why are you with them? Because who's the real clown here? Like you're you're with them and you're taking care of all of that, and then this is how you talk to them. Like, what's the point of being with them? You just want to punch him back to put somebody down. Like, and then what's the what's the circumstances? Are they not trying? Like, what's the reason that they don't have a job? Like, it's so many like different um, moving parts to that. And I just you know I wouldn't want to. Put, I mean, not saying that I haven't said very hurtful things in in those moments, but as part of trying to be better, looking back at it and looking at that scenario right there is very toxic like you got to try to i mean what you with them for like i guess basically why 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 if that's how you feel but i don't know i could be wrong who am i who am i well that's what i'm ashley (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry go ahead no, honesty saves everybody time. And if you have to sugarcoat what you're saying, then why are you with that person, right? Why are they your friend? What what is the what purpose do you serve each other if you can't be your full self with people who you who you identify as your friend or your lover or your wife or your husband, right? Like to me, those words come with a certain level of freedom and access mm. that shouldn't be uh, diminished or tampered with or altered by any lack of truth. Uh, so 
Mm. Any lack of shade or any shade, right? Stand in the sun. So that's what I want to talk about. Friendships, boundaries. What does that look like? Mm. But you're not just going to say anything to me any kind of way and think you're going to let me No, you're not. No. I don't let them talk to me. I don't know. What can you say? I don't let them play with me. I don't let them talk to me no kind of way. Uh, they better watch what they say to me. Niggas still getting popped on the day to day. So yeah, that's a line that I just don't, I, don't I won't forget. Know what that is. Um, okay. From all day, all day nigga. Uh, you that? don't know that? <sighs> I mean, that was the song before he went completely off the deep end, but um, I don't know. It's my song. I like that song, but I just like that part when he says that. Cause that's real. I don't let, I don't let people talk to me in no kind of way. Like. You can try. You can take my kindness for weakness if you want to, but okay. But all right. Oh wait, you know Before what? Quickly, I tell y'all you just too said much. something. Uh-huh. What? Also, I think because I I I I, I focused sing solely on uh, boundaries in terms of how we communicate with each other, but I do think in terms of also I guess lightly your topic, not really, but turnoffs. But what is a boundary for me in friendships and definitely in romantic relationships is don't put your hands on me. That is a boundary. That is an automatic turn off. Oh, that is a boundary. Um, yeah. Okay. Keep I just want to remember that. It's not just boundaries aren't just verbal. They're physical. They're mental. <laughs> they're spiritual. Right? Like, yeah. you, all, you have to be careful about, <sighs> you can be friends with somebody and, and they, can you be friends with an atheist? Right? Like, if you're a Christian, that spiritual impact infiltration into your life, right, is a boundary that you may not be able to deal with. So for those that are listening, but also for myself, too, I need to remind myself, like, it's not just verbally and how we communicate with each other. It's also mental, physical, spiritual. So. Hmm. OK, well, y'all have learned something today. <laughs> um, OK, guys, well, that's going to wrap up our perspectives this week. Aaron, are you looking forward to anything? Ah! I'm looking forward to the NFL first game on, I think it's September 8th. We won't have had a full episode by then, but the Patriots are opening up. They're playing the Cowboys, and I'm interested and looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Labor Day weekend is coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I don't know, actually, if they're going to do the caribbean indian day parade this year but if they do then i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to go out there but we'll see you know kovisha is still running strong um yes it is yeah uh and i'm looking forward to big brother tonight because i'm looking forward to seeing who tiffany picks who she nominates yeah just light stuff good stuff what about you Okay. I am looking forward to picking a dog. So Robin and I are dog hunting again. We are super excited. You know how much we love dogs. So we're going to be doggy parents again. Uh-uh. Oh, no. We would never. And the grocery we, store. We have home training. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, real mama. Anyway. Um, so, yes, I am looking forward to that. So we have narrowed down to either getting a cockapoo or a labradoodle. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting on a hunt and finding our next little fur baby because this one is going to be uh, lifelong. So, yes. All right. Any reflections? Do I have? Yeah, I do have a reflection, actually. Let me see. So, yes, I do have a reflection. I just wrote down and I don't even know why I wrote this. I was like, Derwin was a punk. That's why he had Melanie tell Tasha. What? Oh, he damn sure was. Like, and then, oh, I can't talk. Wait till we get to season five. I, 
What did that, what made me actually say that? But that's what I wrote down when I was looking at it. Because we talked about it, and I was talking about how um, it pissed me off that he got Melanie to do his dirty work, pretty much. Talking about she the CEO of the family. Mm-hmm. We see how that worked out. Yeah. Look, I started season five, too. I, I, yeah, okay. Okay. Because Tasha got uh, some decisions Wait, to make are you done with your on. reflections? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Tasha oh, got okay. some decisions to make early on. That's what I'm reflecting on. Well, my reflection is Aaron need to hurry up and finish season five. <laughs> <laughs> I just started episode oh, two. And it's, oh, God, this season is so good. Well. Guys, that's just a little preview into next week to next week's mini So We are definitely going to be talking about season five of the game. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for listening and hanging in there. We appreciate you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, that you have some good feedback coming for us. And remember, you can give us that feedback on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective no e at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you all show us every week. And that's because you show up and you show out and you participate. And then you listen and you go back and tell five people who then come back and listen. And when they hear us to tell them to tell five people, they do it as well. And the cycle continues. So thank you. Thank you guys so much. We hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. Hey. Bye. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. Da 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 pow pow